Manimal here. It is Thursday, November 14th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're going to talk about the league news happening right now with Tyler Glass now going to the Dodgers. We're also going to talk about the Rangers signing today. We're going to talk about the spring break concept that MLB created, and we've got number 10 on that top 15 2023 Texas Rangers top moments of the year. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. I'm Jack Leiter, and you're listening to Texas Rangers with the Boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the Boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And hey, we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. Biggest news of the day for you guys and for us is that your Texas Rangers are the 2023 World Series champions, man. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can find me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. You can find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TXRangersWTV. And don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Oh, one word. Yes, sir. Joining me, my co-host, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull lot going on today, man. How you doing, buddy? Where can they find you on socials? Man. Well, I'm I'm doing good. I mean, you 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 told the world that the Rangers are the, the world champions still, and no matter what's going on in baseball right now, that nothing's gonna change about that until um uh you know uh, somebody beats them. And uh, you know, that may not happen next year. Who knows? I, we could uh we could be talking about this as uh something we do for a long, long time. But uh um, we're doing great over here. Uh, you know, we're right in the middle of high school football state championships. So we've been, we've been watching football games all weekend or all week, me and the, me and the bull man. And, uh, we've been out to, uh, Cowboy stadium a couple of times already with plans to go back the rest of the weekend and try and catch, uh, all those big five, a and six, a games in the next couple of days. But that's neither here nor there because we're talking about Rangers baseball. We got a lot of exciting stuff today. The uh, Rangers made a uh, signing uh, that's going to help bolster their starting rotation at some point this season. So we're going to talk about that. And, uh, uh, you know, before we talk about that, we got to tell everybody that if you're going to find me on X or Twitter, you got to look for Manimal Bull, Instagram Manimal 300, and both Facebook and TikTok. I'm on there at Bull Pro. So whatever your favorite platform of social media is, find me on there, throw me some Rangers questions, and let's start talking about uh, uh, Texas Rangers. Or if you got some uh, high school state championship questions, you can ask me those too, because right now, as of predictions, I am 6 and 0. Oh. oh, oh. Man, so our guy over here is on a roll. So get those high school football predictions uh, to my co-host. Well, really and truly, we could probably talk for an hour and a half today because there is a lot on the table. But if we cut down the around the league and just talk Rangers, I bet we can get time. So uh, if you want to talk at length about Shohei Otani or listen to all the drama surrounding that amazingly interesting contract. Uh, I'm sure there are plenty of news sources covering it, but it is something else, isn't it? It sure is, man. It's kind of crazy with the, with uh, the hoops that they're willing to go through. And 
in order to make sure all this gets out there and all taken care of and all of that. So, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy, but at the same time, I mean, it was everything that we kind of hoped and wished and all that stuff that it would be, uh, Maybe maybe we would have hoped that the hoopla was a little bit more centered around Dallas, Fort Worth instead of Los Angeles, but eh, there's not much we can do about that, right? Yeah, and really, just no reason to complain about it either. Uh, I don't. I'm not. I'm not too hurt by it. I think it's uh, you know it's good for the game. It's it's good for it's good to see a player have the league by the you know what's for once instead of it the other way around, especially as it relates to baseball. So, uh, you know, more power to him. I love some of these little little caveats that he has that kind of put the Dodgers in their place. So can't complain about that. Uh, while we're talking about the Dodgers, these guys are just loading up. Uh, looks like they're uh, going to be getting Tyler Glasnow uh, from the Tampa Bay Rays as well. So, man. Yeah, and it's Glasnow and uh, um, Manuel Margot. Okay. Um, I think it's both those guys over in that deal to to the uh, Dodgers. And, uh, the the Rays are getting a good return, man. I mean, uh, Ryan Pepio or Pepto or however you say it. Um, uh, this guy at one point was a top fifty prospect in baseball. Um, he's fallen a little bit down the uh, the Dodgers. Uh, farm system a little bit not farm system but just in general because of of you know getting older and not breaking with the team and and all of that stuff but uh uh yeah ryan pepiot or pepiot whatever however he said he's a really good he's a really good pitcher and he's going to be really good for the rays and i imagine uh if the rays were interested in unloading glasnow and manuel margot for for a fifth and 15th prospect on their prospect list that uh, they believe that that uh, Pepiot's going to be pretty good too. And outfielder Johnny DeLuca is going to go back over in that trade, which makes me think they're probably also going to send Randy Rosarina away. And uh, DeLuca will probably play uh, mostly left field for that thing uh, this year. Um, but we'll just see. I mean, he could play some center too. He could play some right. So we'll just kind of see what uh, the, the Rays do. But I'd imagine, you know, Pepio turns into a Cy Young type pitcher and uh, DeLuke is a three or four time uh, all-star before they send him away. That's just how it works for Tampa Bay. Yeah, they, they find a way to take advantage of even the one team in the MLB that looks like they're taking advantage of everybody else. So I guarantee you that they'll find a way to get the last lap on this one as they have every it's other. It's what they do. It's what they yeah. do. But they do. Um, also, too, uh, another signing. I feel like this is somewhat Ranger related because we're kind of kind of sitting here tapping our foot a little bit, waiting to see what kind of starting pitching the Rangers are looking to add because that's what CY said that the team is still prioritizing. Uh, and so Flaherty, I uh, don't know why I can't get Jack first. Flaherty. Jack Flaherty. I don't know why I feel like that was a catcher at one point in that. Uh, there was a catcher, uh, Don Mike Flaherty. Mike Don Flaherty. Yeah, something Flaherty. So Jack Flaherty, uh, a pitcher. We I think we actually watched him pitch, didn't we? Uh, yeah, he was actually really good that night. Uh, he pitched here in in uh, Arlington. Uh, the Rangers uh, couldn't capitalize early on in the game, and he settled in real nicely. And uh, John Gray kind of, I think he gave up one run, and uh, um, Flaherty in the 
Cardinals bullpen shut him down to to none that night, and uh, and Jack Flaherty got out of Arlington with a one nothing victory that night. Yeah, so uh, he he's a good pitcher, um, definitely a guy. He's, I think one year and fourteen years or fourteen mil. The reason that that uh, is the case is because he's got to prove that he can do it on a regular basis for a full season. And he struggled when he went over to Baltimore a little bit. And, you know, uh, he was supposed to be a leading piece on that Cardinals rotation and it didn't work out that way. And and so he's got to kind of earn it again, you know. Well, I just think it's really wild because it's like, I mean, no offense to uh, Martin Perez, you know, but I mean, you get a Martin Perez for 19 million but you get Flaherty for 14. I feel like that's just a steal. Like that's a heck of a deal for well, I, Yeah, and honestly, I think that uh that Perez could have probably done better had he hit free agency last year instead of uh taking the one year offer sheet too. Yeah, I don't doubt it. And I, I he's still out there too. Yeah. I mean, so just throwing that out there. But anyhow, um well, I don't know if we have any more around the league news or if we have the time to talk about any more around the league news. Well, the, uh, the around the league news, uh, some of it we've, we've lumped into Ranger talk because the, the new spring break thing we want to talk about in Ranger talk and talk about who we would send if we were sending prospects to this thing. And uh, so, you know, I mean, there's a lot going on in the league, but nothing really over the top great that uh, – that, you know, we need to break down everything to talk about. I do think that those uh, Otani options in there with uh, um, <laughs> with uh, Dodger Brass happen to stay at the same time in those 10 years that he's there or he can opt out. And what if they don't win 90 games uh, in consecutive years, he can opt out. So, you know, show, hey, he was making sure and taking care of himself on the back end of this thing too. And, you know, good for him and probably a smart move in his case. Yeah, yeah, got him a got him a suite in the stadium. Just 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 anything and everything on that deal. So uh, gonna be something to be talked about. Uh, probably. You know what else is gonna be talked about for years? What's that? That's brawl at the hall on oh. on February or on Friday, January twenty sixth at the Southside Preservation Hall. Uh, it's gonna be talked about for years because not only are we gonna have a big Trinity River Heritage title match between Brent McKenzie and Franco D'Angelo, the war that's been kind of brewing for several months now is going to start on Friday, January 26th between Damo McCullough and Brick Savage. And I don't have a favorite. I don't like the idea that it's happening, but I knew as a, as a reasonable man that at some point this was going to have to happen. So I'm going to have to watch these two guys that I, broke into the business and helped train to get to where they are today. I'm going to have to watch them fight each other. And as much as I want to see it for the entertainment, it's going to, it's going to hurt me seeing my two kids battling out like this, but uh, it's, it's a win for the fans. That's all I can say about that. And uh, Friday, January 26th, brawl at the hall Two. Matt war pro is bringing it to you. Um, We're going to have, Starry's ice cream in the house, give it, having those delicious ice cream treats. And trust me, I saw every, every person at Martin house had it. And it was like 55 degrees outside and it didn't matter. They were still eating all the ice cream. 
and uh, the, this time back at the hall, we'll have our friends from uh, um, Big Dogs Hot Dogs and Kelly's Onion Burgers out making hamburgers and hot dogs. So we're going to have food there for you. We're going to have dessert there for you. And we're going to have a bunch of big wrestling matches there for you. So join us Friday. January 26th at the Southside Preservation Hall. Be there about 730 because, you know, we'll start between 738. Love it. And, you know, you got my ticket sold because my probably favorite Matt were pro venue on top of the fact I get to watch my two favorite wrestlers uh, at Matt were pro besides you, of course, my friend. Uh, duke it out. The only thing that could make that a better match is if it was a three-way dance elimination style uh, with my buddy Manimal in it, but man, what a what a draw that's going to be, uh, and and really exciting for that. Really excited for that event. So Rangers news. First things first. Let's talk about this free agent signing uh, that the Rangers made. Seems like a very strategic uh, move by the Rangers, and it does it does make it does make the rumor mill just start to fire up with questions about what what's going on with the team. Well, yeah, I think the first question that you, you have is 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 this a a white flag on the on the top end of the rotation, guys, or is this just due to a slow moving market and knowing that they need to get depth and and have depth in their starting pitching? Because Tyler Malley is a guy that um, he's been on my radar for a while, and I know that uh, you probably don't even remember whenever I was talking about guys like him and Anthony DiScalfini from the Cincinnati oh. Reds that were looking like guys that you you know the Rangers could could you know push this direction and be good young starting pitching. And uh, um, a couple of years ago, even whenever he was traded to Minnesota, I could have seen the Rangers being in on him in that situation as well, because he had a year behind it ended up that year ended up being Tommy John. So um, hindsight, probably a good move not to, to move off of some prospects for him at that point, whenever now you've got him, I think I saw where it's five and a half million this first year coming back from Tommy John. And then in the second year, it's uh, 16 and a half, which comes out to 22 over two years. So, um, you know, uh, Mally isn't going to be killing him against the, the luxury threshold or anything like that. He's also going to be a guy that uh, later on in the year, whenever the Rangers are facing some adversity, they're going to have a guy that they can go to that's that's thrown in, in uh, you know, in the Cincinnati rotation for a lot of years was good for a couple of, had a couple of really good seasons. Wasn't super great when he got traded to the twins, but was starting to put it together a little bit early in the year before he was uh, knocked out of the season with Tommy John. He had his Tommy John, I believe at either the end of April last year or early May. So you're looking at probably a June or July return, depending on how he comes back. You know, it could be, it could be as early as May, but probably June or July, something like that. Um, his his schedule is pretty similar to DeGrom's, uh, maybe a month ahead um, as far as uh, recovery time. But they're two different athletes, so, uh, you know, rec- the, the get-back time may be different for both of those guys depending on, uh, you know, where they're at coming back from this thing. Um, but, yeah, as far as I know, I mean uh, – 
coming back from Tommy John, he should be, um, he should be ready sometime middle of the season. And, uh, you know, last year they got a lot of good starting pitching early in the season. And when they, when they had some guys go to the disabled list, they didn't have anywhere to go as far as getting starting pitching. And they had to go to the trade market, um, you know, for the bullpen a little earlier than they probably would have liked to. And probably, you know, more starting pitching at the end of the year last year than they would have absolutely cared to do but it got them where they needed to be as far as winning a championship yeah yeah i i definitely don't mind the move especially because it does add depth and it also kind of ensures that you got a little backup option if they decide not to bring andrew heaney back next year um but i also think it kind of brings the the kind of the kind of the question is like you know oh wow well this is a great deal for next year um but not necessarily sure it does a lot for him this year. And again, like uh, I remember a couple of years ago when the Cowboys were, uh, had all this, had all this room to sign free agents, uh, the salary cap, the, you know, in 2023, and they were just going to kind of, you know, see what they had in their young guys in 2022 and just try to make, make do with it all. And, and it didn't make the fan base very happy, but the reality was though, they, they had a really good year. And, and, it, and it helped them get to this point this right. year, but no, at the same it, time, found out what you had, and I, well, I think- exactly. And I think I mean, uh, from from I saw some reports that maybe this week uh, Jack Leiter's been at uh, Globe Life Field with with Mike Maddox and Jonah Heim working on uh, getting that stuff to where he's not behind in counts, not walking a bunch of guys because I mean the stuff is there. I mean, I know that I know that Leiter has, has had moments at Double A that haven't been real good, but the stuff has never been in question. It's about figuring out how to get that stuff to get the outs that you need at the levels that he's at, and um, you know, so that's a that's a that's a real live option that he could be ready earlier than we think if he can get those walk numbers down and if they're taking time to make sure they're working with him with Heim and with with uh Maddox you know they're taking it very seriously on getting this kid right and and you know I mean I think the same kind of thing with Eli White and you know I think they think they've got something in him and they need to find out I mean it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they were finding that out in the bullpen from those guys but you just never know, and you never know how things are going to go. But overall, I mean, I don't think their rotation is bad. I still think that they need to add because yeah. just how pitching goes in the big leagues. I mean, you know, going into the season before before even spring training, they play one uh, Cactus League game. They've, they're already down O to Rizzi. They're already worrying about – DeGrom, there are, you know, tons of stuff, and they hadn't even had one Cactus League game yet, so you gotta have depth, you gotta have pitching depth, and and I think they know how important that is, and they kind of showed it last year, and, you know, last year at this time, they were they were just now signing Heaney, still hadn't signed Eovaldi, so, you know, I, I'm not I'm not terribly worried about it just yet, but we're gonna find out in the coming weeks. And you know, I mean, I like the rotation that they've got, but I'd like to see them add more to it. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that wholeheartedly, one hundred, one hundred and ten percent. And I think it also like whether we like it or not, you know, the a signing like this, I think it's a good signing because it's kind of like one of those like you know, it's a smart signing. 
Um, and I don't think it necessarily means that you're not doing anything else. Well, he, on man roster. So, and on top of that, he takes a he takes a uh, he, he's going to take a roster spot up until you can start putting guys on the DL, and then he's going to go instantly onto the sixty man. So you're going to have between him and Cooper Coleman that they got from New York, they're going to have two guys that probably go directly on the 60-man. Then you've got DeGrom that'll go on the 60-man to start the season. So you've got some roster capabilities that uh, you know that are there that there are going to open up. So we'll just kind of see how it goes as they add bullpen hands and bull- and pieces. And, uh, you know, as of right now with, with Mally, though, that, uh, that puts the ro- roster at 38. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's still two open ro- roster spots. And again, there'll be a point where they can add several guys to the 60-man that'll open roster spots as well. Hey, you know who has um, taken multiple different types of teams to World Series and won them with young pitching, uh, free agent pitching, guys that got developed in the system, guys that got signed, veterans, all a, a completely different mix of players in all three of uh, his world championships prior to coming to the Rangers. You know, you know, who's done something like that. It's, it's the great Bruce Bochy. It's Bruce Bochy. Hey, hey, you know what me and Bruce Bochy have in common, right? What's that? We both wear a size eight hat. Jesus. Well, that means that him and I would probably get along. Um, (laughs) Don't even try to read into what that actually means. But I say this because that's my reason for you guys to, like, walk it back a little bit off the ledge here. Number, Let me give you a couple of other reasons why you need to walk it back off the ledge. Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, Aroldis Ch- uh, uh, Adolis Garcia, Jonah Heim, Nathaniel Lowe, uh, Leotis, yeah. Evan Carter. Now you also got Max Scherzer. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Nathan Eovaldi, you know, I mean, uh, Dane Dunning was pitcher of the year last year. He's going to be probably steadfast in that rotation from day one. And, you know, he's earned that right. And, yep. you know, it's, it, it's it's still a very interesting roster that, that can win a lot of baseball games. Yeah, but I actually, I think we both wholeheartedly agree that a little extra starting pitching help uh, would not hurt. Pitching in general would uh, not help, would not hurt at all. We know, you know, I know there's never such thing as too much pitching. Because um, somebody's always going to get hurt and then somebody's always going to regress. It doesn't mean somebody won't progress either. But I want to get to the next subject. I hope that's what's next on our agenda. And that is this minor league spring break. Uh, deal that uh, they're doing during spring training and I'm pumped about this when you told me about this I was pumped and then you took it a step further and you said well let me tell you who I want the roster to be so yeah I, I even uh, I put together a starting uh, a starting nine that I would like to see the Rangers throw out there for this spring break thing yeah so let me look I'm gonna kick it over to you, you all the work on this one so tell them all about what it is and then, by all means, like un- unveil this roster. This is awesome. So next year, at uh, between March seventeenth and nineteenth, every team is going to put together a twenty to twenty-five man roster of uh, of prospects to play against another team's prospects. So the Rangers are going to open this thing up in a uh, in surprise against the Cincinnati Reds on March seventeenth, and every team is going to play at least one game. 
and then the Cardinals and the Reds are going to play two games apiece to even things out. Mm. So um, the Rangers are only going to get one game, but the the one game they're getting is going to be against the Reds with the idea that, uh, you know, Wyatt Langford against uh, that kid that uh, the Reds drafted in the first round. Uh, uh, Lule, I can't remember his name, but but anyways, that's what you're going to kind of get from that first Cincinnati uh, Ranger game. Um, so I I took into account all the guys that the Rangers have on their on their prospect list, on our prospect list, on Baseball America's prospect list, and here's the guys that I would like to see the Rangers send to this spring break thing. Okay. All right, a catcher, Jesus Lopez. Oh, okay. at first at first base, Abby Ortiz. Woo. Second base, Justin Foscue. Okay. Third base, Glider Figuero. Okay. Shortstop, Sebastian Walcott. <laughs> Left field, Wyatt Langford. Okay. Center field, Anthony Gutierrez. Oh, man. Right field, Aaron Zavala. And DHing, I'd like to see Dustin Harris DHing. Okay. Who you got on the mound? So on the mound, I've got um, my, my, I picked, I put five pitchers together that I'd put on the team automatically. Okay. Okay. You've got Brock Porter, Jack Leiter, Owen White. Josh Steffen and Emiliano Teoda. Teoda. Wow. So those would be my prospects that I would send. Um, I know you can send more than that. Uh, if I had to send another catcher, I'd send Liam Hicks. Um, maybe send like a Blaine Krim or Davis Winzel for some veteran leadership. Um, maybe have a Yaizone Mora Bell on that team. Uh, get him back going after his injury, and then maybe round out uh, with Anthony Hoopy, Tui Natoa, Mitch Brott, and uh, maybe like Dane Acker or somebody like that coming out of the uh, off the back end on those pitchers. But lots of guys to choose from because the Rangers are loaded. But if I had to put together a starting nine, those would be the nine that I would go with, and those would be the five pitchers that I would put out there for sure. Man, like that actually really was exciting just to just to think about the fact of all of those guys being on the field at the same time. Listen, if you are keeping up with our Down to the Farm with the Boys, uh, which is our uh, exclusive content where we talk about all things minor league Rangers uh, organization wide. So all of those guys are guys that we have talked about as like the top guys in the system. And these are guys from the bottom of the, the system to the top, from A-ball, Complex League, all the way up to uh, AAA. And what a great time it would be to get to see all those guys on the field at the same time, see where they'd step. All right, I'm going to take you up another take you, take you another step further. You might not have been ready for this, but what's your lineup? Where do you put all these guys in the lineup? Oh, man. Uh, um, gosh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't have that really that have well thought out, but I guess for sure. Um, let, let's lead off with uh, um, Anthony Gutierrez. Okay. Let's hit Wyatt Langford second. <laughs> let's uh, 
Let's have Abby Ortiz hit third. Oh, man. Let's uh, go to um, um, Dustin Harris in the four hole. Okay. Um, I'm going to hit Aaron Zavala in the five hole. Ah, what's, what's next? Foscue? Um, Foscue in the six hole. <laughs> Sebastian Walcott in the seven <laughs> hole. Jesus Lopez in the eight hole and Glider Figuero in the nine hole. Man, that's awesome, man. Like, that is that could literally be the Rangers team in like six, seven years, uh, or even less. I mean, it could be, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, mean, those guys, guys are, guys, and, and like, we feel like those guys are gonna, you know, make big strides this year, especially a guy like Aaron Zavala, who was hurt last year, most of the year. Um, we can't wait to see Wyatt Langford. What better time than to lead this spring break thing off? Yeah, man. Uh, what a fun, that was actually way more fun than I thought it was going to be. I appreciate you being in court and, uh, putting that lineup together on the spot, but I think you did a great job. I don't think you'd have changed a thing in there. Um, no, no, that was, uh, that was actually, it, it felt right. Right. No, it did. Do, do we want to talk about Rangers first baseman tonight before we get out of here? Or yeah, yeah, are let's we just going to just like let everybody know that uh, that Nate Lowe plays over there and he doesn't like to take days off? Yeah. And I guess Abby Ortiz behind him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got Nate Lowe. You got Nathaniel Lowe. Um, it does kind of get. It does kind of get dicey after that, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you, you got Abby, who's going to be a double A for sure. Um, you've got Blaine Krim, who yeah. is a, a professional hitter. Yeah, he is. Um, I think you like the idea that Sam Huff could play some first for an extended period if uh, – or, uh, you know, the idea of bringing, a, like, a guy like Mitch Garver back that could play some first or maybe, like, a Justin Turner. I guess he could probably play some first if need be. And then you've got a bench guy like Ezekiel Duran who could probably play some first uh, in a pinch. What about Foskey? Do you think he was a second baseman? Yeah, and he is a guy that, you know, they've tried him at third. They've tried him a little bit at first. So uh, another guy that could possibly be a, a, a first base option, you know, if if something happens with low. But, I mean, I'm not expecting that. But, you know, things do happen. Right, right. No, I think Lowe is definitely the guy. I think – the really interesting part is what the Rangers, because, I mean, he's, what, one more year um, before he finishes his arbitration and goes into free agency, right? This is At least one. I think he might I think he might be through 2025. Okay, okay. Well, I, I know that it's not far, whether it's either this year or next year is his last year uh, before he hits the free agency market. I mean, uh, that's going to be a conversation definitely – uh, given the sensitive nature of where we are in Rangerdom right now, I don't think this is the time for it. But, um, you know, who who's the next guy up at first base is a really interesting thought. And I don't think in a bad way. I think it's very promising. Nate Lowe's earliest free agent would mm-hmm. be 2027. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Have a, yeah. They- He'll just be hitting our beers this year. And he's, they've got a luxury with him over there, man. I mean, they don't have to do or after next year. Okay. Yeah. They don't have to do anything with him. I mean, in all in all, as long as he keeps hitting the way he's been hitting and improving as a, as a, uh, 
as an as a fielder, I mean, it's kind of a luxury. Him and the Dallas are both kind of in that mold to me. It's like it's like you get these guys for just yeah, you've got them, and you know they 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 can earn only so much money, and you know they can't go elsewhere until you know, after twenty twenty seven for for low. Uh, so he's he's around for a long time. You know, I mean he's he's going to be here. And as long as he continues to compete the way he has the last couple of years in this organization, he's going to be here and he's a, he's a likable guy. And he, uh, you know, he's good with the fans. He did a, a the, the locked on, or not locked on the uh, straight up Texas Rangers podcast all year with Jared Sandlin. And uh, so, you know, I mean, he's, he's a good dude and, and, you know, we like him around here and I don't think anybody's really, in too big a hurry to, to run him out of town. He had 35 doubles last year. And, you know, maybe you'd like to see a little bit more power because you hear everybody talk about how he has the big power in batting practice and, and all of that. So, you know, you want to see it, you, you want to see it, but at some point, I mean, you know, he probably is going to break out and have a big year at the plate power wise. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's, I think it's gonna, it'll happen eventually, but also like, I don't mind him the way he is like 35 doubles is great. He comes up with key hits. He hits all over the field. Um, I, I, I don't mind it. You know, like I, I don't think every player on your roster has to be the best player at that position in the league. When you have a guy that's consistent year in and year out that improves every year, like he's shown that he can do. It's like, man, that's just a, it's just a luxury. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to keep him around. Yeah, he, he gets on base. He slugs enough. I mean, yep. there's, there's nothing wrong with Nate Lowe at all. And he's, uh, you know, last year at this time when we were talking about Nate Lowe, we were talking about how awful he was at defense. And well, mm-hmm. this year we're talking about him being a gold glover. So, you know, he's going to work, you know, he's going to put it in and, and uh, that's what you like about Nate Lowe. And, and, you know, we want to see more from Abby Ortiz this year and we know Blaine Krim can hit, but, you know, will there be a, a spot for him and and at the everyday position? You know, everyday level at the big leagues, probably not, and probably you know the same with Justin Foscue this year. But I don't have anything to you know say that those guys won't contribute, and you know Foscue probably a better chance than Krim though. Right, right. But I like I like I like my options with those two guys uh, because both of them have got a good bat. So well, you know where those guys come from, right? Yeah, absolutely. That and you guys heard me mention just a minute ago that about our exclusive content down the farm with the boys, where we cover all things Rangers uh, in their minor league system. So uh, we are getting ready this weekend. Uh, soup, I'm pumped to jump into. I haven't seen the list, by the way, guys. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm thinking that I might not get to look at the list until like the day of. Oh, I thought so, I sent it to you. Well, I'm not looking at it. Oh, okay. I maybe, okay. I'm not looking at it because I like the kind of to kind of be like you guys and like be kind of surprised by it. Uh, I'm pretty. I mean, I'm gonna know all the names on the list, but I'm I'm interested to see uh, where you have these guys ranked. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see where they've come from from last year to this year, and just I think that'll be a nice little topic of conversation as well as we go through the list. But it's gonna be our top forty prospect list. Uh, this weekend, we're going to do the next 20, which is going to be numbers 21 through 40 on this prospect list. And then we will hit for Christmas, Feliz Navidad. We're going to drop that top 20 
and uh, you're going to find out who we have ranked in the top of the farm system. I have my thoughts of who number one is going to be this year. I know we're going to have a new, I think we're going to have a new uh, number one this year. So pretty excited about that. So go over to our website, texasrangerswiththeboys.com. Oh, one word. And subscribe, or you can check us out on our Spotify page and subscribe there. It's just $1.99. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas season. Guys, we know. Stock that, stuffer. Right. And you know, exactly. Stuff it in the, in the stock, in your stocking. We know. Make your we, kids know about the farm system of the Texas Rangers. Be good parents. It's important. It's important. And we know where all the money's getting spent. We know you're spending it on your significant other, and you're not, you're not able to spend it on yourself, and likelihood of you actually getting anything for Christmas uh, might be slim to none. So what's two bucks a month to get high-quality content on your Rangers minor league news so you don't have to go search it out? We do all the hard work for you, so go check us out. It's going to be worth every penny. Um, now I'm ready to talk about, dang, we didn't, did, number we already 10, talked number 10 on our, number, we're in the uh, top 10. 15. Oh. Yeah. Today we start the top 10 and you know, the top fifth, the, the top 10 is going to start just like the top 15 did. Oh yeah, it is. With our Goodness. buddy Dane Dunning. Yes, sir. We, uh, um, we want to talk, we want to go back to May 17th. Oh, that can't be right. Right. It was April 21st, wasn't it? April 21st is the date that we want to go back to. I'm sorry. I, uh, I, the one with I, the photogenic. I got a little crosshairs in my, uh, in my notes here. So we're, we're going to go back. Matt, schedule, the schedule wants to take me to n- next year's schedule. Mm, but I, I want to say it's April 21st, wasn't it? Um, the oh, is April 17th. April 17th, okay. April 17th, and DeGrom exited the game after four hitless innings. Mm-hmm. This was the beginning of DeGrom. He wasn't too worried at this point, mm-hmm. right, because it was wrist soreness. We hadn't even worked it up to the elbow just yet. But the Rangers found out that day that they could go to this little bullpen hand that they had back there named Dane Dunning. And he went out there. He got him four and a third innings of one hit ball. He struck out five batters. And between him and uh, Jacob DeGrom that day, they got eight and a third from their starting pitchers with 10 strikeouts and two, uh, two walks. And it was a, it was a huge moment in the year because that was that moment when you knew that like the, the Rangers are going to be okay even if DeGrom doesn't stay healthy. You didn't want to see it. In this, and at this point, you were you were in disbelief. You weren't believing it. You know, he had the good start right behind that where he, where he went seven against the A's, and then he comes out of that next start against the Yankees. And it is – or uh, was it the Yankees? Yeah, the Yankees. And, yeah, yeah, and it was right before the Eovaldi start that we've talked about so many times. But this was the beginning of the where you, you felt like, hey, we're going to be okay with Dane Dunning out there because this cutter is for real, and he could change speeds and get guys out with both his cutter and his slider. Yeah, and honestly, too, what about like the like 
the fortitude that Dunning had to show during this time in the season where, you know, he's in the bullpen, he's out of the bullpen, he's, he's starting games, he's not starting games, he's coming on the back end of starts to, to mop it up, mop up duty. But for me, this was just such a moment because it's like, man, we were feeling that pit in our stomachs about DeGrom. And it was like, we just couldn't, I felt like with him, we couldn't get good news. And when Dane Dunning had this moment, it kind of let me go, okay, you know what? We've got an option. We've got something there um, in case uh, this thing goes downhill, which it eventually did. I just thought this was a, just a gutsy moment for Dunning. And one other thing too, you know, uh, Dunning and Cole Raggins were both kind of battling it out for that extra pitcher spot and, you know, this was pretty much kind of to me the moment where Dunning said, this is my spot. This is my job um, because he just showed poise. You can't imagine that having been a starter pretty much your whole professional career um, to end up in the bullpen is something that you want to do, especially when you haven't done anything really to deserve it. You pitched pretty well, um, but he took it with class and he showed through his performance that, hey, this ain't phasing me. Um and even later when they did some interviews, they asked him if it was frustrating or if he was disappointed. He admitted, he's like, yeah. And that makes me even more impressed because it's like he was, he wasn't happy about the role. He wasn't, you know, he wanted, he knew he wanted more out of the role, but he, he was a professional and he came in and handled it like a professional. So, yeah, I think this was huge for me. It's just a moment. It was just a big moment for me where I was just like, this team can do anything. Like no yes. matter what happens, They've got the heart and the determination to pull together and make it work. And we saw it all year long. Well, and, and, and that was just another one of those, uh, those moments in time when you look back at the season and maybe at the time it didn't seem like it was a huge moment. It maybe mm -hmm. seemed like if it was a huge moment, it was going to be a, maybe the most negative moment of the season. And, right. and somehow the this Rangers team, they took the, what could have been the most negative moment of the entire season. And then you go to that Yankees game as well. When DeGrom uh, went down that night as well, there was mm -hmm. Dane Dunning right there to clean things up and keep them right in the mm -hmm. ball game and get them a W going out of there. Yeah. I mean, just deserves a lot of credit. Uh, didn't get a lot of pub during the playoff run. But we're not there without him, so uh, definitely not. our cap uh, to him this year. So I got nothing else, man. That tonight was a or today was a blast, man. No, I, and I, I kind of felt like it was going to be because we had all the elements for for the show to be really good because we had a Ranger signing, we had a big moment in Major League Baseball happen today, and then we had some fun stuff that we like to talk about. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, getting to getting to talk about these farm uh, leaguers is really cool. And, and really it'll never get old reminiscing uh, Rangers, uh, the Rangers world series. Yeah. I, I put in my mixed tiles order today for, uh, you know, for our walls, you know, how me and Christy do all the fun stuff. And uh, for my family wall this time, I got uh, uh, that Corey Seager home run in the first, first game of the world series. <laughs> So like the front on, so, you know, I got that framed for my wall and I'm going to put that in the family section. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Well, 2023 will always be a year that uh, as Rangers fans, we will never forget. And let's hope uh, CY and uh, 
that front office can uh, help us help help us have another couple of things positive things to remember before the year is out and gives us another good Christmas present like uh, like they did last year. So thanks everybody for tuning in. This is Texas Rangers with the boys. Don't forget to look, check us out on social media, TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. Where you can subscribe to our exclusive content down the farm with the boys. We cover all things Rangers minor league. Uh, thank you for subscribing on your favorite podcasting platform. For the 300-pound animal, this is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys, signing out.